out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Welcome to the fifth and last episode of our Meet Me in the Field journey into COVID-19 lockdown. Today we hear from our healing friends. I speak to Mia, the Nia Ninja, to Lee, who does hypnotherapy, Janine, one of our first guests ever, Carlin, the only family member I've interviewed so far, Steve, the Kundalini teacher, and now compassionate inquiry practitioner as well, and lastly to Francis, the trauma tension release exercise practitioner. What an exciting lineup. This is a long episode, so let's get to it then. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life for Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop, which is www.freddyshop.co.za. Freddy is always spelled with an IE at the end. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the healing touch. Our first guest today is Mia. The Nia Ninja from 16 May 2019, which was our 86th episode and one of our most listened to guests ever. Mia is a black belt Nia instructor and most lovely person. I liked her from the moment we met. Learn more about Mia and Nia by clicking on the link provided in the write-up to the podcast. The website address is www.niastalenbosch.com. Let's hear what Mia has to say. Mia, the Nia Ninja, how are you doing this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've already covered that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always... We we covered it for me. Now we covered it for the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Well... I was just about to say, I'm always amazed at how when a friend asks you how you're doing, you know, there's that sense of ease and relaxation that happens almost like after a cry, you know, after you've had a good cry, there's that like, mm. <sighs> that point where you just feel better. So I'm so happy before the recording, you asked me how I am and I could just go on a tangent and tell you all about what's going on. So I feel like so ready for you to ask me the next question. <laughs> awesome. We spoke far too much before I pressed the record button. We covered a lot of, of what I want recorded. We covered in a non-recording space. So our chat today is a short, intense one. And my question is, how is COVID-19 and lockdown influencing Mia? The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the (laughs) ugly on all the different spheres in life that we've also covered earlier. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, so in terms of 
body, so I'm a mover and I love being out in nature, I am absolutely amazed at how the human spirit always finds a way to entertain and create. So I've been very creative. I've created a veggie garden. So physically, as I said, I feel like I've been quite creative. My body is constantly moving in natural time, going to seek its natural state. So it's homeostasis. So there's definitely a sense of not allowed to go anywhere, not allowed to go out. So I feel expanded and I feel like I can let go of my stress when I'm either outside of my garden in nature. When I'm inside my office studio, I'm dancing. So like this morning I had a class before class, it's chaos. I mean, I've got my, both my children here, so they've got to go online at a certain time and it's absolute oh. chaos. And then arriving for class, holding the space for other people to also, you know, kind of find the reset. And again, you know, the bunch of us that dance this morning, amazing, just moving through one hour, going through the seven cycles, stepping in, having a focus and intention, getting moving, really moving our body, mind, emotion, spirit, and then cooling down, ending on the floor, feeling the support, feeling the connection, and then stepping out. You know, the people that started the class versus the people at the end of it stepping out, completely different people. You know, it's like life force energy gets recharged, invigorated. And that to me is my birthright. So on the one side, yes, I've got things in place that I can constantly put that reset button, but I also I'm feeling the limitation. I'm feeling, you know, I've got this urge. I spoke to one of my friends the other day. I really want to go to the beach. I want to smell the sea air. Okay, yeah. I want to get in all those ions of, you know, what nature has to offer. And the variety, I think, is a huge thing for me. Um, okay. I love going out and now not being able to drive further than a certain amount of kilometers. It's, there is a sense of frustration in my body. I can sense that there's this... this uh, yeah, so, so now more than ever, you know, I really feel like having things in place that can stimulate and, uh, and release and reset. So emotionally, having a teenager in the house and a 23-year-old and my husband, yeah, it's, it's, it's so challenging. You, you know, I figured I shared with you my... <laughs> hey? So you actually have hey? teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm also sometimes the teenager, you know, just to, like, I sh yeah. So, and, and I think that's normal to be honest and to say, to be vulnerable enough to say, you know what, this is really, this is really uh, absolute nonsense. You know, so I've, I've gone through, it's almost like it's been, it's been like a process of mourning, you know, really feeling saddened with what's going on in the world and then going through the, anger, really feeling anger. Yeah. It's like pissed off, you know, what the hell is this about? And then going online and being bombarded with things, uh, different information that it's, you know, conspiracy theories and then this and that. And I mean, there's so much information. So emotionally, you know, for me, that's, that's challenging to sift through what is the truth and what's not the truth. Yeah. So for me, I bring it down to sensation, you know, in, in Nia, we have something Debbie used to say, if you sense it, you know it. So I, I think for okay. me, I'm grateful to have a practice where I can bring it back to my body and sensation to, to have that as a truth barometer 
to, to really sense and feel like what is actually going on. And I think, I mean, I was, you know, I, after I made love to my husband last night, I just, I was just, I wept. I literally wept because I picked up on this energy grid. I literally picked up on this energy grid that felt like a cage, like we are being caged in. Yeah. And all the stuff that's been pulled over our eyes, all the misinformation that's been given to us, that is something that I'm sensing as real. And I, my philosophy is that things are going to, things are going to, it's almost like a fork in the road and that we have an opportunity to choose which path we want to follow now. And what I practice in my life, and as you mentioned, the stuff that you bring into your life to bring yourself back to that homeostasis or that place of your natural state, shall we call it our natural state. For me, that feels the way forward. I think the currency in our future is going to be with people that can be self-sustainable, you know, people that can grow their own food and have a connection to themselves as human beings, you know, have a connection to yourself in terms of expressing how you feel, having a connection to your family, not just sitting in front of your computer the whole day, um, trying to reach out in that way. You know, we are here now living. We are human beings having what we are, what's that saying? We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. And for sure, you know, find a way to declutter and get rid of the stuff that's bound and rigid. And then, you know, and that's what I feel like I've been doing. And this, this whole process has been extremely visceral in terms of getting rid of the bullshit. What is the truth and what is, what is nonsense? And for me, I bring it back to sensation. What is my truth? What am I really sensing? What is this deep knowing inside? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride and I find both an expression and in stillness, in that yin-yang motion, I feel like I'm arriving more and more at my truth, more and more about what direction I want to follow, you know, what, what's coming next. Yeah. And for me, it's definitely to do with uh, my practice of Nia and, and nature, for, for sure. And connection, real connection, you know. So in terms of technology, it's been amazing to be able to do things like this. You know, to communicate and still hold the space for people and just seeing how authentic people are in terms of saying, you know, today I'm feeling shit. This is not a good day. And I've seen it with so many people where they go through this roller coaster. And now what I'm experiencing is a lot of people are kind of nonchalant. It's like, okay, I'm over it. I just want to go back to how things were. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, like morning process. Um, and for me, for me, it's, it's very clear that I will not go back to life as I know it, uh, or as, as I, as I knew it. Definitely. You know, even being in the the practice that I am, I still found myself to rush and arrive somewhere and still use that stupid plastic bag every now and again when I forget, you know, little things, but I think it's time to now shift gears and uh, really make a choice for what is true. What is it that we need to bring into our lives right now? And it's, it's a choice. All of these things are absolute choices. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really want to choose something that's good and wholesome and uh, serves this beautiful planet that we live on. And consider, you know, who am I empowering when I'm, buying this product who am i empowering when i'm saying yes to i don't know let's put a little controversy controversy out there this vaccine that someone wants to put into my you know 
uh, yeah, that's a whole different can of worms. But, uh, you know, I want to bring it back to sensation. What is, what is my truth? And I think this whole lockdown has been a visceral experience in bringing it back to that center of all centers. What is my truth? What do I believe to be true? and real in this world and what is my philosophy about my body my life and uh who and what and how do i want to connect to it and you 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 have what seems like very successfully taken the challenge of i i am near i am a, a a near black belt i teach near shall we call it classes and I'm not going to let the fact that I can't teach my classes personally withhold me from from bringing the the, the near message to, to to the people. So you've switched over to online classes, and you seem to be doing that very successfully. Yeah, um, I yeah I am. I had to learn a lot. It was very frustrating. I mean, if I can show you my setup here, it's insane. There, there are so many wires. <laughs> You know, and it's also to be completely vulnerable. So for class, I normally just show up and I've got these beautiful venues that you, I mean, you know, Freddie, the yeah. Lawrence, but it's so beautiful just to be there and arrive. You've got nature around you. And um, yeah, success. And I think, yeah, it's interesting you say like Mia, the Neo Black Belt teacher. For me, that's, uh, you know, what do I identify with? I, I really believe I've got important work to do, but I also see myself as a conduit. So I don't identify with a title in terms of I'm a neo black belt teacher. I just know that I found something that works and that contributes to, I mean, so many people are saying like, Oh, I've got this practice that raises the vibration, but I just really see it's really important to share, especially the lifestyle practices where people are so stuck. I mean, some people are, I, I don't know if you've seen the suicide rates, but the work that we're doing right now is more important than ever before, you know, to, to really uh, listen to what is it that my body wants? What is it that my emotions want to express? You know, my spirit, what is it my spirit loves? If your spirit loves being outside in the sun with a cup of tea, what the hell are you doing eight hours behind your computer going straight? You know, your body demands that it gets up and stretch itself. Yeah. Sometimes your emotions wants to go, fuck, you just want to scream and let it go. You know, you want to, you want to express yourself. And yet we're sitting here, uh, you know, so, so yes, I've, I've spent a lot of time behind my laptop to get it up and running. It's not been, it's not been easy. It's had its challenges. But the the power of it is that we we can keep we can keep on connecting and it's it's a a way we can keep going and for me human nature is just that we want that connection you know I I I have this craving to just hug someone <laughs> one of my friends or you know be in a in a dance space I never realized I'm such a tactile person but just to you know sense the other bodies moving with we we group uh, we packed animals you know we. Yeah. Uh, we like hanging together and uh, so yes, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's cool. We, yeah, we can keep connecting like this, but it's, I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah. Tell me, what do you think, what do you think the world's going to look like at the end of, of lockdown? Is the human consciousness changing? Are we going to see a sustained changed human consciousness? And if we are, what's it going to look like? 
Well, you know, I can only assume, and I don't really like assuming, so I'll speak for myself. So as I said earlier, you know, it's been a visceral experience and there's certain things that's always been important to me. So for me, there's, there's certain things that I just don't, you know, it's like a no-nonsense attitude. So in terms of eating out of my own garden and supporting local artisans and entrepreneurs as much as I possibly can, you know, that's always been a philosophy that's been part of who I am. Although I haven't always, you know, done that. Um, and I think that's part of consciousness. It's choice. So in here, the, 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 the choice to choose the joy of movement, joy is universal joy, that's a vibration. It's not ha-ha, happy-go-lucky joy. It's not about skimming the surface. It's about making real choices and decisions about affecting your own energy system. And that energy system then gets... So taking responsibility, for me, that's massive. Like taking, so we've been conditioned to take responsibility. Yes, I don't know, you know, go study, find someone, get married, have children, settle down, do your work, you know, that type of thing. Um, but there's a other way of taking responsibility. And I think there's a fork in the road. So I think there's, a, there's going to be a bit of a split. So there will always be the people that's going to um, submit and follow, you know, orders. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and then... Yeah, and, and then there's a difference. So for me, it, what I'm seeing, what I'm envisioning is almost like a split. And a lot of people are doing amazing work to just, yeah, to lift the consciousness. Yeah, lack of better word. I think it's just really to return home to what our birthright is. Um, okay. To be free and to really have a look at what does freedom really mean? You know, what, is, what, is, what does that look like? So after lockdown, for me, for sure, there's choices I'm making, I'm consciously choosing to do things in my life that makes me feel better and not unhealthy stimulants. I mean, not unhealthy stimulants to overcompensate and cover up a void or a sense yeah. of lack. I think that's most of us are in that. I mean, me too. We're in that constant cycle of, you know, things are going to be okay. And when you get the scary glimpse of, oh, shit, things are not going to be okay. Oh, let's have that glass of wine. Or, you know, overindulge in whatever, X, y, whatever your poison is, oh. or whatever your addictive <laughs> pattern is, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> There's no problem that a certain amount of chocolates cannot resolve. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Spoken like a true addict, Freddie. I mean, really. <laughs> well, we yeah. all, we all have patterns and some of those patterns are just hidden a little bit deeper than others yeah. so for me it's continuous you know continuous to discover um i don't know who said it that know yourself or know thyself so for me it's a continuous journey of getting to know myself to to get to know my truth and uncover so unstuck uncover those things that feels rigid tight bound restrictions that's been put in on my body and my life Choices are made conscious and unconscious. So for me, it is a journey of becoming more and more conscious to clearly see what is coming next. And those things happen moment by moment, choice by choice, day by day. You know, that's, it boils down to bringing it to this, this moment right now. Uh, what am I choosing? Yeah. Response, response, making responsible choices. That's what I'm hearing from you. That's awesome. At, and questioning, what does that mean? You know, responsible yeah. choices, that, that can be a crock of shit in itself. You know, it's... 
And those so were the last words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to thank you very, very much for your time and your beautiful energy as always. And um, wishing you all of the best with your online movement classes. Have fun. And I shall let you know when we go live. And hopefully I'll see you in the movement class once again when my, when my journey brings me back to that, to that part again. You know you're welcome, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're making wise, I, I don't wise know choices. Even if you don't want me, I'll still pop it. <laughs> well, as I said, we all have our choices. We all have our choices. <clears throat> so, know. yeah. Listen, Thanks again for having me. And I love... To quiz and the cruise. Quiz and the cruise. I will do. Yeah, he's making beautiful sculptures at the moment. Beautiful. And so he's also indulging in his in his uh, creative side stuff he's always wanted to do. Awesome. So yeah, I, I I would like to to the listeners just put out uh, an invitation to really explore what does it mean to be alive. Nice. And then the invitation to consciously choose things that shift your energy to feel as good as you possibly can without the unhealthy stimulants except for that one or two pieces of chocolate every night <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't understand the concept of one or two pieces of chocolate <laughs> yeah thank you so much have a wonderful day look after yourself see ya Bye. ciao freddy Our second guest of this episode is Lee, the hypnotherapist from episode 112, which went live on 5 December 2019. Lee got into NLP, that is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and hypnotherapy after a horse riding accident, which caused amnesia, contributing to her losing nine months of her life. If you want to connect with Lee, find her on her website, which is www.mindshifts.co. There's a link to the website on the right up to the podcast. You can just go and click on that. Let's hear Lee's story of lockdown 2020. Lee, welcome back to Meet Me in the Field. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Freddy. How are you? I'm cool. Thank you very much. I just became a father again, so I'm happy. And you just had a beautiful yoga session. So you're all stretched out and relaxed. Yes, Pilates. But yes, Pilates. Oh, why did I think it was yoga? So, so, well, so you're, you're strong at the core. <laughs> I am indeed, yes. <laughs> Is that nice an hour long? Yes. That's a lot of exercise. Well, it's good. It's important. I think it's one of the things, you know, we were just talking about, or we were sort of mentioning, you're going to talk about how we cope. And I yeah. think exercise is one of those ways that is, yeah, yeah. I couldn't I, have done without it. I actually got myself a personal trainer in this, an mm -hmm. online personal trainer. I wasn't moving. I haven't been moving for a long time. I've been gaining weight and I've been feeling crappy about myself. And suddenly this offer popped onto my computer screen and I realized, you know, this is it. My higher power is talking. Mother Nature is saying, you were made to move, move. So I'm now seeing, seeing Brad four times a week, and Brad is changing my life. So I'm very happy about Fantastic. that. <laughs> yeah. So you, you work as a, as a therapist, as a hypnotherapist, and um, you also do EFT. 
No, no, I don't do EFT. Not EFT. I do time-based uh, you therapy. You do NLP. NLP, yeah. Yes. So how are you coping being told by the authorities that you're not allowed to leave your house? How does lockdown sit with you and your family? And, and how do you cope with lockdown? What, what, what do you do? So for me, you know, the first three weeks were the first three weeks. And I think they were very much, you know, that sort of lack of understanding of what really is going on. And there was sort of lots of memes and there was almost a, um, you know, that sort of settling in phase of people kind of trying to work out what they feel, what they don't feel, um, how to handle it. Do we agree with it? Do we believe it? Do we think it's a conspiracy? Do we think it's a that? Or that? So there was so much kind of... There was, there was so much of almost nervous tension or some kind of something going on. But it also put us in a situation when we were in that sort of severe lockdown that there was nothing that you could do. You had to go to the shops, stand lots of miles apart. And, and so you kind of did it with, with such a sort of anticipation and a lack of understanding. And when, I don't think anybody understands. I think in the whole wide world, nobody knows, you know, that no. there's a precedent in the sense of, a, you know, 100 years ago, there was, uh, it sort of seems like every 100 years there's been something, you know, with the Spanish flu quite. and whatever. <laughs> but I, do, I think this is quite unprecedented. And it's because of social media, media and because of what's going on globally. But for me personally, the, the being forced to, to just sit, and just relax and just be has been fun and I've been okay with that and the first three weeks were were interesting my son fortunately is at a school where they've been incredible with online learning so so school has carried on awesome. um, and they've also been quite structured and it starts in the morning and they have classes they have online sort of teacher stuff and they literally you know, they start and finish at certain times. They have classes at certain times, which has been brilliant because it's maintained his structure. Yeah, and brings some, some form of structure to the, to the household as well. And to the day. And he mm. said, you know, the, the weeks are more fun because they keep him busy. And also in the very beginning, you know, being locked up in your house, we also had the freedom to, I mean, I'm fortunate in that I've got a little garden. So I had to run round it about 50 times to get a couple of kilometers in. So, and it's not that fun going round and round for 50 no. times, but you know, for a short time, you, you need to exercise. And so that running around, my husband would sit outside with some little stones and then count the, the amount of times I went round so we could kind of work out how, and it, it became fun. You know, and then my son would run with me and we'd have a cup of coffee afterwards. And so, so the closeness, I mean, lucky we are a close family, but it, it's been, that's been great. Having the time, because often I don't have time or I don't get around to doing the practices that I advocate. You know, the sort of the, the meditation and the, you know, those things. I get up, take around to school, get to my office. And before I know it, I'm waiting for a client and I haven't done my journaling or haven't done. So now there's no excuse. So, so that really sort of picked up. But what I then noticed was when he extended the, the lockdown, and again, it then started to become scary because now I've got a situation where a lot of clients don't want to work online. Yeah. They're not... They don't know about it. They don't necessarily feel that it would work, which it does, by the way. It's amazing working online, especially because the person's in their own home. So there is a safety. Yeah. There's certain aspects I wouldn't want to work with with a person because I'd want them to be with me in case it was something very emotional yes. or whatever. 
But as far as calming anxiety and, and you know, sort of working on those stress levels and the goals mm. and the helping people cope through these times, amazing. But a lot of clients don't want to do that. And I haven't been able to work in my office one-on-one -on -one with clients. So I found that then that started to become frightening and then the anxiety started to come up and the, you know, I've had to put notice in for my office because I can't, I can't pay rent if I'm not yeah. getting clients in. So I found myself going out of spin, out of kelter. Okay. And that was very interesting because then I stopped even trying to advertise or do any work because I said, how can I help someone if I can't even help myself? It took me on another journey. And okay. I mean, it's, yesterday was 50 days. But the next journey was, okay, now you've, you've, because of becoming anxious and frightened, I found myself stopping doing the things that are making me less anxious and less frightened. And that is the journaling and the, wow. and the kind of focusing on, on things that are important. And so it's been quite a big sort of circle that in these 50 days I've, I've noticed myself going up into the meditation, doing good, to the down sort of no, and, and really falling into a point of what am I going to do? Do I change career? Do I, you know, and I don't want to. What I mm. love doing, I love working with clients. I love the way my voice just seems to happen and the, the words come out when I'm working with a client that are the right words as if they're just sort of coming from somewhere else through me. And I think that's so special and so beautiful. Yeah. So, so it sounds as if you've, yeah. you've, you've actually been going on an amazing journey of, of your own. Yep. So that's wonderful. So. Awesome. Mm. So what do you think the world's going to look like when the doors open again? Do you think we're going to see a, a, a world with a changed consciousness or new behavior patterns? What do you see us moving forward? Pretty, I think that overall probably from a little while back and even from the beginning of the year, that there definitely is a higher level of consciousness going on. And I think that more and more people are questioning and more and more people are, are just becoming, to me, there just feels like there's a level of awareness and consciousness that's been growing anyway, despite this. I think during this, we've got both. You know, we've got those that are are. are finding the good in it and going into the sort of introspective part of it. And I think we've also got those that are, are not. And I suspect that mental health with lack of finance and, you know, the, the people losing jobs, you know, there's just so much stuff going on that people who don't have access or don't have money to get help or stuff uh, and who are scared to get help or I reckon that, that from that perspective, it's going to be huge. I think the, yeah, that, that, that's quite an interesting thing. So I think on the one hand, you're going to have the higher consciousness, but on the other hand, you're going to have people in, in despair. I do think that we're going to see more and more levels of people helping. You know, we've seen, you know, there are people out there sort of, I've been on a few, I'm on a few groups through school and through where I live where I've been asked to share stuff and it's been, you know, help make sandwiches and, and yeah. given me sort of destinations where people can drop off sandwiches in and around the whole greater sort of Somerset West area. Um, the same with clothing, you know, Schonenberg, they've got a, a drop-off point where any clothing, buckets, soaps, you know, anything that people have, you know, if you've done a sprinkly and drop the stuff off yeah. and I'll plug that now, don't, you know, and, and they've got NGOs and social mm. workers distributing it in, in a proper way. And I think that there'll be a lot of people helping in that way. People are realizing that we all need one another. 
So, so my hope is that it'll become more like that. I know in the beginning, from a political side, I, I, I wouldn't even want to venture into thinking or discussing, you know, because that, that's just such a, such a big question mark. But from a growth point of view, I think the, the opportunity to grow and also the opportunity to learn who you are in your own integrity and your own yeah. authenticity is big. Because I work with somebody, we, we kind of, I do sort of hypnosis and coaching with her and she's, she's into business coaching. And we work, you know, together. We kind of give each other a session each, you know, each week. It's awesome. one and then the other. And, um, and it's fascinating to see her journey compared with mine and you know hers is sort of very much into the sort of the tony robbins and moving forward and and it is her authentic self it's yeah. who she is and she does it incredibly and i'm like oh if only but it's not me it's it's, it's not me yeah. i'm not the out there you know she's a hell of a lot younger she's a millennial and she's got a little camera and a video and she's beautiful and she just i'm so impressed with what she's achieving but it's her and she's yeah. following her authenticity and i i kind of try to hoop on that lo- that jump in and mm. learn from her business coaching, which she's been helping me. But I'm more one-on-one. We just are different. And I think if we allow ourselves to grow and accept who we are, because if you look at Instagram and Facebook and all these things, these social media things, where people are jumping on the bandwagon and they're all selling something without, without the proper training and without the proper, you know, some of the things that I see of people advertising various therapies that I work with who don't even have the tra- you know the right training or that's scary you know someone goes and does a weekend course or an online course on on a specific subject and i'm not going to mention words or names right now and then they they put it out there as, as they are a xyz practitioner and they're not that i find frustrating yes yeah so to get back to where we're going to go I don't know, and I kind of figured things would change, and I kind of figured some of the big corporates will go down, and, you know, I sort of, in, in an ideal world, wouldn't it be lovely if we kind of could just go back to a more simple way of living, which is what we're being forced to do now. Yeah. However, my husband was talking, he's involved in essentials or in growth, you know, lettuce and farming and that kind of stuff. So he has been working, albeit not going out very much, but doing that. And he was speaking to somebody in Holland who said that, you know, at the beginning of their lockdown, people were, the, the, the buying trends changed so much that they weren't buying the prepared salads, they weren't buying the, you know, things like that that they normally do. And it changed to all kinds of other stuff for, for self-preparation of things. But now as they're coming out of their lockdown, the buying trends are reversing and they're going straight back to what they used to be. Mm. And that then made me question how much will we really change or how, how short are our memories? Yeah. I don't know. That's my debate with my husband as well, or with people in general is kind of, you know, through my own life journey, I know that the change that I've gone through to move from a person who was addicted to drugs, alcohol, and various other things to becoming a, a person that's not and was living differently, that change didn't happen. That change took work. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're going to be a changed society, it's going to take work. And I don't think, I, I just don't believe that we've got that, that will to put that work in. So that's exactly my fear. I think we're going to come out of this for a week or two with a changed consciousness and then life happens. So let's hope no, that's like not say, the case. Think, you know, I hope not. I hope that, that, that people do. But I think those that have increased their awareness and their consciousness 
well, you know, it is a choice. I don't know if you read The Choice by Edith Eager. Um, no. She was, she had to, literally, she was a dancer and she had to dance for Mengel. She was in Auschwitz. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing, desperately sad part. I mean, when you read about what this woman went through, it is unbelievable. But such an amazing woman. And she's a therapist now. She's, she did, well, I don't know. If, yeah, but anyway, I mean, she, she became a therapist ultimately through, through everything she went through. But, you know, what she ultimately says in that book is, is every single one of us have a choice. And if you don't make a choice, you've made a choice not to decide. No. You um, are making a choice whether you like it or not. Yes. And right now it's our choice. It's our choice to handle this in whichever way, you know, we can. But we yeah. do have a choice. We don't have the choice. And I think that, that with putting such curfews and, and certain restrictions, which make no sense at all, you know, there, there's kind of no balance between the, going to the shops and being in an environment where everyone isn't touching it and yet not being able to exercise at different times of day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should be on your own and, and not meeting a bunch of friends and going, you know, running or cycling with them. Maybe just one person and two of you running far enough apart with masks on. Or, yeah. You know, I, I can understand that more. I don't understand how they've made some of their decisions. Yeah. You know, the smoking, for instance. I mean, I don't smoke. But honestly, is now the time when people are going through such stress and turmoil, the one thing that calms them is now the time to make them or force them, mm-hmm. you know, People have asked me from a hypnotherapy point of view, you know, would I help? You know, unless the person wants to. Yeah. If and they're being told to they must be spoke by the government, I can tell them what I like in a in yeah. a hypnosis session. They're not going to be interested because they don't want to stop for themselves. I hear you. And and now's not the time to make a person stop doing what is giving them the most comfort because the world is Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. But Lee, we need to finish here. This was awesome to chat to you and to get your view and to hear how things are going. And I thank yes, you very, you very, very much to connect cool. again. So you stay mm. safe, stay healthy, keep on your exercise, and I'll let you know when we go live with this. Look after Brilliant. Yourself. Ready, thank you thank so you much. much. Go well. And okay. um, yeah. Let's connect for a coffee sometime. We'll do that thing when we can, <laughs> when we're allowed to. Even if it's online. <laughs> See ya. Ready, have a good session. Go well, hey? Thanks. Bye. Next up is Janine. She is the healer of the third episode, which was posted on 28 September 2017. That was like in years ago. Since the posting of that episode, Janine and I got much closer and I've learned to respect her all the more. I've also learned that she's an amazing and interesting woman, a true healer. She did some emotional freedom tapping and matrix reimprinting treatment on me with wonderful results. Learn more about Janine and all her healing modalities at Be the Grace of Serenity, which is www.bethegraceofserenity.co.za. This is Janine for your listening pleasure. Good morning, Janine. How are you doing? Hey, Freddie. I'm doing all right. Thank you. And yourself? I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Had a very slow morning. Had to rush to be finished in time for our 11 o'clock chat. So you can, that shows how slow it was. Well done. <laughs> so, so that was all good. So, Janine, 
we are on day, what, 51 of lockdown. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, let me just quickly check. Day. What do they call that in cricket? <laughs> <laughs> You're over half a century. And we're not there talking about my age. <laughs> yeah. Day, day 51 days, 11 hours and nine minutes, according to the wow. news, for, news 24 counter. So how are you coping? How are you doing? Well, it's a bit up and down, quite honestly. Um, I suppose the downs for me is not being able to walk. Personally, I don't go, really... As in go for walks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't really see the point of the kind of walking with everybody outside at whatever time of it, I tried it in the morning. It's like herds of people. I'm like, well, this isn't social distancing. Yeah. So the lack of walking is tricky. But apart from that, I am very much loving lockdown for me. I'm quite a hermit anyway, and so it feels like I finally, for the first time in my life, have actual permission to isolate, mm, yeah. <laughs> and it's been quite an interesting experience. Initially, I was finding, like I'm still, I, I seriously think I've taken a number of vows and a number of lifetimes to, you know, heal the world, save the humans, you know, all this stuff, so I'm, so I'm often codependence in that I'm wishing to heal the entire world, including all the plant life, the animals, the dolphins, the, you know, the oxygen, yep. all this, this healer complex, which is a little bit, it serves me very well with my clients, but it's also, I've realized, you know, it, it draws me away from myself a lot. So I decided at the beginning of lockdown, stuff this, all of this energy that I usually put into people and places and things, I'm going to turn it around and just focus it on myself. Oh, wow. So imagining that I've got like little um, dials, you know, like 0 to 10. Yeah. And so I've been turning up the crazy dial quite a lot. I've been turning up the self-love dial quite a lot. Um, and I've been focus on what the hell you need right now dial ah, quite a lot. Cool. So it's, fascinating it's it's really been developing my intuition to a whole nother level oh, wow. and i find whenever i slip out of it and go into something that somebody else has suggested you know maybe it's a particular meditation that someone sends me and i think oh yeah that'll be nice and i do something that is you know outside of myself or something that i'm not particularly guided to do but it came through someone else yeah it always flat on its face. It's like it might have been a nice meditation, but it's kind of, yeah. Whereas in the mornings when I'm meditating, I'm just getting downloads of, okay, this is how I need to meditate this morning with this planetary alignment, with this particular thing. And it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm really connecting quite deeply to the bigger aspects of myself, the parts of me that are able to really in love and accept all of me and really able to care for me in a very, very deep way. So, yeah, I've been having a hell of a lot of fun. I've been writing songs and I've been doing awesome. art, working with sacred geometry. I've started writing. I've, you know, I've been wanting to write for ages, but I just never really get around to it. Cool. But at the moment, it's, it's starting to flow. I feel like also because the season's changing, you know, people always say structure is so important and such a good thing. And I've always tried to get structure in my life, but I'm really not any good at that. 
So the only things that I'm, I'm attempting to keep as a structure, I've got adrenal issues. So, so my body wants to eat every two hours. Ah. So I eat a little something every two hours. I'm a bit like a, a, a forager, you know, <laughs> not a hunter gatherer, but a gatherer gatherer. Not that, I, not that I don't eat meat, but like it's, it's kind of, I need to eat in incremental amounts, small amounts and all the time. Okay. So working that way, I get a lot of dishes. So then the dishes become the meditation. And then I'm staying in a beautiful place that requires a lot of work. I'm surrounded by trees. So, you know, it's just keeping everything in order takes a lot of time. Okay. So it's only really when nighttime comes that I'm like sitting down to actually write and do stuff. So in my morning, like 11, I'm doing centering, meditation, prayer, burning incense. And that's one thing I did get on the, the last walk is I collected from pine trees, the resin from pine trees. And I've been using that as a, as a kind of incense in the house. And it's absolutely amazing. Very, very lovely. Oh, cool. So, the mornings have become that kind of thing of like okay. just centering my ducks in a row. And then the day is the day trying to keep, keep, you know, the place tidy yeah. and feed myself. And then by nighttime, it's like, okay, now it's time to write. And then I'll watch a little bit of something for entertainment. And the days are just flying by. It feels like for the first time in my life, I'm actually really living and really doing everything that I've always wanted to do and just, never had the chance to do because I'm so busy trying to be a grown-up and get work and be functional, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now you, and now I've, you've, you've got the legitimate excuse not to, and it works really yeah, well for you. <laughs> you know, when I, I, I was at a family constellation thing before lockdown and I stood on the Peter Pan archetype, I didn't realize what I was standing on, but I was just like, oh my God, I feel so free. So for me, really connecting with my inner child feels like the way to go. If I just let her do whatever the hell she wants during the day, I feel vital and energized and joyful. And, you know, I'm, I'm busy sorting out all sorts of programs, sorting out, creating an art program called Magically Me. So the best of introversion. So really going into the inner worlds and connecting with, you know, spirit animals and different aspects of self and that sort of thing and spending a lot of time talking to the plants and the squirrels because I don't have people around me so yeah it's, it's a very very interesting time and I, the other thing I've discovered was from that medical medium guy was celery juice and so you know <laughs> my celery dealer has become the, the most important person in my life <laughs> really boosted my immune system and I've never really had an immune system. So for me, you know, finding immunity just in time for this, you know, um, health crisis that the world's in at the moment has been a great joy because otherwise I'd honestly be feeling quite scared and like, you know, like there's a, a virus around every corner. But now yeah. that I've got some immunity, yeah. And then also Qigong, started doing qigong and i can't tell you how much that i just do the, the eight whatever they call them eight brocades and the arm shaking thing okay and then also a hell of a fun it seems to kick me out of if i get into a little bit of a depression or into a slump or like you know sometimes you just can't get yourself going well that stuff seems to get me going i just like whoop, whoop, cool. feel yeah alive and kicking when i do yeah. it so i'm trying what, to what is she going 
Honestly, I don't really know. I started before lockdown. I was attending a group in Somerset West and everyone would meet on the lawn and you do a whole lot of arm shaking things. And as much as I know about that is it clears all the, the toxins and the emotions out of the meridians. So okay. in your hand, for example, you've got your lung, large intestine, your pericardium, your triple heater and your heart and small intestine meridian. So just by swinging the arms, you clear all of the emotional content out of those meridians okay. and it prevents, prevents like shoulder stiffness and heart attacks, all sorts of things. Yeah. And then the eight exercises, it seems like they are very much based on Chinese medicine. Okay. So some of them heal the, the relationship, for example, between your spleen and your stomach. Others clear heart fire. So when you you know, just in a mess emotionally clears that up. Others of them sort out the liver. So it's like, it's like exercises. They're very slow and very gentle. Um, they're quite meditative. Sounds but like my type of exercise. Very slow, very no, gentle. No. As long as it. I don't sweat, I'm happy. <laughs> this is it then. You know, you don't, you, you barely sweat at all. It does definitely warm you up. Uh, the, the arm swinging, which is great in winter because I remember that feeling freezing cold and then you just yeah. do the arm swing five minutes. It's like, oh, wow, I'm warm. Cool. So, so, yeah, that's – and it's very grounding. It kind of really connects me to the earth and to the sky and to the, the bigger, more kind of wiser part of myself. I would yeah. what it feels like it does. Awesome. So, yeah, fun and games. Cool. And one thing that, that – I know is that you, you've started posting far more on Instagram and videos as in yeah, stories yeah. about, uh -huh. um, and also that you've stopped in this most difficult of periods. You've actually stopped chewing your nails for the first time in uh -huh. how many years? Well, I'm 45 now. It's the first time in my life. <laughs> Amazing. So, so yeah, they're actually long. They're over the top. They're strong. I even put nail polish on them. I don't think I'm going to do that again. So now I'm going to Buy nail polish and get remove and get this crap off. It's so just fuck yeah, nail not. art for you. <laughs> it's just it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Your artistic flair is not going to, to feature in that way at all. No. So so yeah, my plan is to take this crap off at some point as soon as I can. <laughs> and then I'm I'm more using things like I had some jasmine oil which I was using to massage into my fingers and yeah, doing weird things like that, that self-care of like massaging my fingertips and I managed to get some body cream before lockdown happened. So I'm really just loving my feet yeah. and my ankle, legs, and my knee. It's really like just honoring the body. At oh, wow, it sounds was, amazing. Yeah, at one point I was hellishly depressed. I was in a very, very bad way. And I was looking at the body as though it were dead. <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah. And it was like, First time I could actually see my body for the the miraculous being that it really is, and so I started massaging the life back into my body, and it was quite a it was really a holy experience. It was quite quite a awesome. left quite an impression on me. It's wow. really really lovely. Yeah, yeah. On the posting thing, you know, I I'm not very technologically advanced, and I noticed yeah, people I post that. Me too. How do they do this stuff? And so I, I had to. <laughs> Phone a couple of friends a couple of times and go, um, you know, got a video that's longer than one minute. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was really just a question of putting things on that express my authenticity. 
I've realized that, you know, with the world, there's always going to be people out there that judge me. There's always going to be people out there that like me. And it doesn't really matter if they're judges or people that love me. The only thing that's important is that I be 100% myself. Yeah. And so it's kind of perfect protection. It's, I scare away the people who are, I'm like thinking, it could funny devil us. <laughs> the people who are, you know, knowing that I'm, I'm the kind of person who's deeply involved with my, my own form of spirituality beyond any kind of dogma or that sort of thing. I'm constantly mm. striving to get, to get deeper and deeper to that inner tuition. So it's yeah. the inner teacher that's speaking to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Awesome. And I'm, I'm loving the autumn. I can't tell you, this weather is my favorite weather. I managed oh, cool. between, yeah, after, yeah, just, you know, lots of grass cutting and, you know, pruning. <laughs> so I saw a Twitter, somebody on Twitter ran a poll, said, what is your favorite season? Is it one, autumn, two, the season after summer, three, <laughs> the season before winter? <laughs> Four, the season the Americans call fall. <laughs> no, it's true. And um, unfortunately for me, she didn't have a, a none of the above because my favorite season is summer. I like um, sun and I like heat. <laughs> also, I can't really say I dislike any season. At one point in my life, I was terrified of winters just because having kidney issues, you know, winter, you don't know if you're going to survive the winter. So cold. Same man. So it like, oh my God, heaven. But then yeah. spring is also just fantastic. I must say spring in Joburg is a lot more fun than spring in Cape Town. But There's autumn. more spring in Joburg. Yeah. Autumn in like Gordon's Bay is like absolutely awesome because the wind stops and oh, the plants wow. start growing again. Yeah. It's a bit like spring. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So, so you are in the world as to what season is, is the best. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to finish with a question of what do you think the world's going to look like when done ends? Do you think we're going to see a changed world? Sure. So for me, I think the thing that, that is bringing me so much joy is just seeing how nature is rebooting itself mm. so beautifully now that we're giving it a rest. And so many people are also at home having a rest and realizing, oh my God, I just don't want to go back to work. And so a lot of people are moving away from the thoughts of that kind of usual rat race thing and realizing what's actually important. I mean, for me, I've realized just having food is the most important thing. Like if I could be living somewhere where I could grow fruit trees and have a veggie garden and that sort of thing, that's become priority for me. Mm. I'd love to be living in the kind of situation where I could grow and share with neighbors and that sort of stuff. And it's happening in a lot of suburbs. I've heard friends in Cape Towns are doing, you know, food swaps with each other and that sort of thing because they have food in their gardens. And to me, I think there's always going to be the polarity. There's going to be the, you know, one side of humanity that's like, oh, we've all got to get back to work and now make up the money that we've lost. Personally, I don't know. I think maybe the banks are already, maybe the world's money's already ended. And this is why, you know, <laughs> there's this, this huge issue about um, 
this particular virus because there's yeah. so many viruses around. I'm not saying it's not dangerous and it's not real for sure, for especially for sickly people. But I think we're going to start really taking care of our own biomes, our own internal environment, our own external environment, realizing which poor people you know, in our lives are feeding our lives and meaningful to us. You know, relationships are going to be important. Awesome. Um, and just, just that human contact, I think that's the biggest difficulty, is like just not being able to be around loved ones. Um, now my granny's 95, True. and so I'm able to call her, but I don't have a license to travel, so I can't yeah. go and see her. That's, that's really quite a difficult thing for me because just knowing how much limited time she has. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a dream she was going to make it to 97, so I'm hoping lockdown ends before then. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just taking it one day at a time is all I can do because we don't know what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. And at the same time, finding new ways of doing things. I think a lot more people are going to work from home, realize that it is actually possible. And just getting our priorities straight. I mean, a lot of the planets at the moment, Jupiter and a whole lot of them, I think Pluto and Venus are all in retrograde. So it's like we've got a mass, massive chance to like go inside and find out what is actually important to us. Okay. And then at some point, probably only next year, I think those planets are all heading forward again. I think Jupiter goes forward in September, something like that. But then it's like, you know, we can go forward with what we actually wish okay. to create. In the cool. So, yeah, I think a lot more creativity, a lot more joy, a lot more authenticity. Nice. Like, like, like that a lot. Jenny, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This is awesome chatting to you again and hearing your thoughts and hearing how well you're doing. Yeah, just keep on yeah, doing no. what you're doing. It sounds like an amazing journey you're on. Like I said, it depends on the day. You know, some days I am hellishly depressed, but then I'll work with that. You yeah. know, I'll do something or I'll sing a song or I'll just, whatever's happening in the moment, I'll give myself what I need in that moment. Awesome. Well so, done. Yeah. Fantastic. We go. Cool. Thank you so much. Look after yourself, eh? See ya. Bye. Fourth in line this week is my cousin's daughter, Karlin, the second cousin from 20 June 2019, our 91st episode. Karlin and I had no contact with each other until about two or three years ago when we somehow connected on social media. I liked her from the word go and we have since become great friends. She's an occupational therapist in private practice. You can find Karlin on her website, which is www.karlinterblanche.co.za. Here is Karlina on her experience of lockdown. Karlene, good morning. How are you doing? I'm actually doing very well today, thanks. And you? I'm well, thank you very much. I'm so glad to hear you're doing very well because your postings in the beginning of lockdown sounded a little bit desperate. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. It has not been let my me out, best. Let me out. <laughs> Hasn't been the best seven weeks of my life. But um, as I was saying to you earlier, since we could just get out a little bit, my life has changed. I, <laughs> in the beginning, um, or like say if, if a year ago you had told me that I would wake up at 6.30 in the morning to go for a run, I would have thought that you're insane. I would have thought that the, like, 
but clearly the world is insane right now. So that yeah, exactly. is what I'm doing. So, so you, you are connecting with the insanity very, very well. Exactly. And you exactly. seem to be doing quite, quite long runs. So, so you're really putting an effort in. Is this a mental health decision? Is, or is it a, a, an actual fitness decision? Or is it just a combined? No, you, this is what no, I you know what it, This is actually, it, it, isn't even, it isn't even a decision. It wasn't made by my head. It mm. was inside me. When Cyril Ramaphosa said the word exercise, when he, he like, I don't know, said that the, the lockdown was easing or whatever, I literally no. kissed the floor. <laughs> it was just something, like literally, I bent down on my knees and my like, lips touched the carpet. It was, but it was something that, like my body was saying, I need to get out. Okay. And I think, so since I have been getting out or like in the on morning, so it's, it's runs, it's walks, it's whatever. Awesome. I, I very much try to, keep that going. So it's not about how far I go, how fast or how long it's about asking my body what it needs that day. Awesome. Sometimes it needs to go for a run. Sometimes it needs to be outside for 15 minutes. Sometimes I need to walk and go get coffee and come back. Sometimes it's loving being outside and there's a lot of parts to it. Parts of it is seeing people, um, smiling kids, dogs, Parts of it is seeing the mountain. We're very, very lucky to be close to the yeah, mountain. You, you're Parts of it is such a nice area. Oh, yeah. Lovely. So it was really, it wasn't a hate decision. It was mm. God yeah, awesome. saying, this is what we are doing. Yeah. And you can come with or you can stay. Yeah. And have you arranged with, to, to, to meet friends on the walks? No. So we actually don't have a lot of friends that live in our area. Okay. Um, but my husband and I go. And so, okay, like most cool. of the time we go together, but sometimes... Um, he might go for a bit or he might go a bit earlier than me or I might go okay. for a bit longer or whatever. Okay, cool. And you work as an occupational therapist. Have you been able to work yes. from home? I have. I must say it's interesting. So obviously it's been a bit of a, uh, like getting the technology side of things and for, <laughs> <laughs> for my clients as well, like finding a good enough connection and yeah. a device to connect on and, and in the beginning, the, the guidelines were very much, you should only use Zoom and not Skype and not WhatsApp. But I've, we've decided between me and my clients, whatever works, if yeah. we can connect, if it's a WhatsApp voice call, if it is an email, if it is yeah. whatever, however we can connect right now, we've Absolutely. just made it work. Yeah. No, I've, yeah. I've, I've got the same. I see some clients on WhatsApp videos, some on Skype, some on Zoom and whatever they need, whatever we can make work to fulfill their needs, that, yeah. that's it. But I've been lucky. I've, I've possibly been doing 60% of my counseling online anyway. Oh, really? But, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you're used to that already. So, 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 really so nice. all I needed to do was say, say to the other 40, I'm stop seeing people. Do you want to go online or do you want to take a hiatus? And they, we went mm. online. So um, very little mm. change for me. It's interesting. I do you know Martha Beck, the life she was Oprah's life coach or something like that? No, no I don't. Okay, um, but I listened to one of her. She did a masterclass on change in in difficult times. Oh, so cool. obviously, she was speaking now about COVID nineteen and the pandemic, yeah. and she was speaking of how if we are um, like s- small businesses and companies and things like that, that that can make quick decisions, that can be flexible, that don't have this red tape and don't have to go through a democracy of yeah. 90% and then we're allowed <laughs> to do that. That is what will survive right now. And that's what, where I think those rules of 
you can only do it in this way or yeah. therapy can only look like that is that they, they no longer serve us because no one could have predicted this. Absolutely. So we just have to yeah. adapt and we can make a very good ethical case for if this is the way I can continue doing my service, yeah. then it's ethical to yeah. me. Is my client's needs being met? Exactly. If the answer is yes, then whatever format we, we, we're doing it in, I, rec, I reckon is working. And yeah. Karina, are, are you picking up on a kind of a global energy that's anxious or negative, anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I think, I don't know, in the beginning it felt to me like it was very, and Martha Beck actually also speaks to these kind of phases of change. But the first was that very much, um, yeah, yeah, we're in this together. We're all going to clap at eight o'clock. Woohoo. Everything's going well. And then a few weeks in, the irritation started to show. And uh, I don't even go on our Facebook, Frederick Facebook page anymore because <laughs> you're your. It's like everyone who wasn't a, a, a leader in high school now has to like, this person's doing that. This person's doing that. And you can pick up on that like irritability and anger and frustration and energy coming out. But then apparently there's a phase after that where it settles and where we all start to do what we can. So it's not that like manic defensive doing as in the first phase, like, yeah, it's fine. It's positive. It's toxic positivity. It's now once we've all settled in, like this is now what my work is going to look like. Okay. So what does that mean? Yeah. Where can I make a change? Where can I be positive without denying the reality of, of what's happening? Yeah. I, I picked up from my clients and uh, due to my addiction, I also have quite a lot of sponsees. So I spend a lot of time in this format in front of my, my computer talking to people. And last weekend was kind of a shift for me from people being from what you said, the euphoric, we're in this together to a bit of despair to mm. last weekend was this fuck this shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the shift for, for me. So, so this week for me was really difficult because I kind of nearly felt the same, even though I, I enjoy locker, but you know, the uncertainty, yeah. it, it, just the bloody uncertainty. Um, yeah. And, I like and, that phase. We should officially call it the fuck this shit yeah. phase. <laughs> I, I if, if everybody, I everybody flick their fuck this shit flick. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like that is the face that we're in right now. So I found it, I found it difficult to hold space this week. It was, it was, mm. and I think that's possibly why I'm, I'm sleeping a lot more. It, it, it's as if my body says kind of, you know, you, you're giving a lot. So, yeah. so you, you can't fall from an empty cup. So you need to, to, to look after yourself. And I've made the decision <laughs> to actually take on a personal trainer. So I'm getting for the first time in a very long time, I'm getting exercise for four times a week for about an hour. Zoom trainer, I'm assuming. Mm, yeah. It, it, That's it, interesting, and and yeah. It, it, it's really working wonders. And I'm using my own body weight because weights intimidate me. You know, walk, walking in a gym into that free weight mm. section where, where oh, all yeah. the muscle men are hanging out, I feel so fucking intimidated. I don't want to go there. Uh. Yeah. So to work in the privacy of my own, up, we work in this space in my office with, with no body weights, with only one person who is so loving and caring and guiding. It's wonderful. Mm. It is such That's a beautiful awesome. space to do it in. Yeah. But and that feels like the same, like an intuitive decision. Like that's what you needed. Yes. You didn't need to decide I'm going to 
trained for a marathon or like run this you decided like i needed this for my body this meets my needs yeah now that it it was really nice and what's what helps as well is i've gone through a phase of since my marriage i gained 17 kilograms (laughs) 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 so and and i'm acutely you working with eating disordered patients is i Mm. i acknowledge that i suffer from disorderly eating and and mm-hmm. I, I know what 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 happens to my mind when I look in the mirror and and, and see see what I look like. It, it's not a healthy space for me. And for such a long time, I felt I felt hopeless because I tried to run and I had injuries. And I tried to gym and I felt intimidated. I tried to yoga and I I, I couldn't do certain positions because my stomach got in the way. <laughs> but it's it's also. <laughs> There's something in like the diet culture that tells us training needs to look like this. Weight loss needs to be a goal in itself where actually the goal is learning to be with your body in in a loving and kind way. And then your body will tell you, it will tell you what it wants to eat. It will tell you what movement it wants to do. I don't even use the word exercise anymore. I just talk about joyful movement because if you're awesome. not enjoying it, you should just stop. Because this it's is exactly, like, I, I, it's I not sustainable. Love what you're saying, yeah. Because what's happening for me is I'm moving and I'm enjoying the movement. I'm enjoying mm. the, exactly. the, the, the type of movement. I'm enjoying the support that, that I get while doing the movement. I mean, he, mm. he even had me do a two-week um, food diary. Mm. And yesterday we discussed it. And he said to me, Freddie, you actually eat really well. Mm. Obviously. And that's the thing. There's like you can trust your body to to meet your needs. Yeah. If you eat chocolate for two whole days, your yeah. body's eventually gonna say, you know what? Actually, I feel like something else. Totally so. And I know that I've 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 had too much sugar, but again, once I make the positive decision to start moving, my mind immediately wants to make healthier decisions for myself. But, but once I'm fucking mm. myself up, it's as if my brain says, oh, well, you're already fucked up. You might as well fuck yourself up further. You know, so. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's, we're actually talking about an interesting thing now because this pandemic puts us healers in the dilemma of we are going through the suffering along with our clients. We yeah. usually, it's say my client is going through uh, a breakup I can hold space because it's not my breakup where now it is, we are affected. (laughs) So that thing of making sure you sleep enough, making Mm. sure you are okay, making sure you are mentally healthy, it's always important. But now it's like 500,000 times more important. And that's the thing I I, I said to a lot of people that I spoke to, because I I eventually, I reached out to healing friends of mine. I said to them, I need to process my aversion to movement because I actually had an aversion to it. And I spoke to a lady who did EFT and matrix and imprint and re-imprinting. And I did a compassionate inquiry about it. And, mm. and I'm ultimately, I work as a, a wellness counselor, mind, body, spirit. And I, I wasn't bringing the body to the party. And with what that mm. caused for me in the holding space was I felt unauthentic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting how, well, I actually had this workshop thing last night about it. There was a, a lovely German guy who wrote a textbook on sci- online psychotherapy or therapy oh, yes. methods or something like that, like 10 or 20 years ago. So he's way ahead of the game. But he also <laughs> speaks of how to bring your body into the space. So if you're in Zoom, 
you are still there. You are still present. Your body, your like background, yeah. your um, your facial expression. It's not like we are not a body just because we're working yeah. online right very, now. Very, very true. And I find I do in a and fellowship meetings online, and I love the fact that we that we're in somebody's space and you, you see them sitting with a mm. dog on their lap. You, I know. Yeah, you know, and, and mm. the, the cat comes in and walk, walks over the table. And I find that yeah. I connect with, with the humanity. Suddenly mm. they, they're, not, they're not addicts sitting in a circle. They, mm. They're people sitting in their lounge yeah. with their animals and, and, and you see the, 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 the child running past and the, the, the wife in the kitchen. Exactly. I, I, I love it's, that. It's it, a, it makes people so think, much more human for me. And this is such an interesting opportunity in the really shitty circumstances we find ourselves in where I, I have a client who, um, she, she, in our session, in our hour session, she was sitting in a room in her house, not even her own room because her, her room was occupied and she has a big house, not even on her own laptop because her son was using it. <laughs> Being bothered, I think in the hour, about five times, either her children were phoning her to ask if there's lunch yeah. or coming in the door. <laughs> and for me, it was such a experience of, wow, this is this is how much this woman doesn't have her own space. This is how yeah. much she's intruded wow. on. Yeah. When our therapy room, I never really realize that exactly. and she doesn't even realize that that is mm. strange yeah so it, it creates these other opportunities or as you Absolutely. say going like oh they, it, is that your cat or that picture on the wall or totally so yeah i definitely feel a far better human connection in this yeah. space and it brings as you said another dimension to, to it as well actually getting insight in what people are really dealing with because if they can get in the kind of sitting sit in front of you for an hour mm. that life doesn't happen in that hour but at life exactly. but at home life happens in that hour <laughs> so, so that exactly. makes a difference Kathleen exactly. we've got three minutes left so I've got oh, one time has flown <laughs> but that's another thing that I find is that suddenly for me the blocks that I live my life in that block is so short I don't know what's happening for me but my sessions with clients my session with sponsees suddenly I look at it it's over Kind of, where did the time go? So tell me, what do you think the world's going to look like? Or what would you like the world to look like when we come out of this? Do you think we're going to see a change in consciousness, in a, a real change? That is the $100 question. <laughs> Wait, only $100? <laughs> $1,000, billion. <laughs> there you go. Let, let's talk millions. <laughs> millions least. and billions. Um, Yes and no. I think there are things that will always stay the same, that will always be consistent, and there are things that will change. And I don't think we really know okay. what these things will be. Because yeah. I, I think there's something in humanity that will always find a way to mess up <laughs> whatever situation we find ourselves in. But there is always something in, also something in humanity that will be incredibly resilient and creative and conscious and something will change. And I think both those things will always be true, but I can't, I can't begin to imagine yeah. what that will look like yeah. when we finish. If you can say you have the power to cause a change in humanity, what will be the one oh. thing, the one thing that you would change? Oh, God, that that's a difficult a really, question. I'm sorry. That is a difficult question. Yes, thank you <laughs> for giving me a heads up on this question. question. Too. <laughs> but, well, but you're such a clever girl. 
my initial reaction was, I don't think I should have that much power. I will make, take it away from me, please. Okay, let's, let's, let's embrace it. Let's take the power. What will I change? Oh, self-compassion, I think. Okay. Self-compassion. Because I think that leads to compassion with others. Yes. That leads to community. I love and- that. That is such a fucking awesome answer. Because, <laughs> I won. <laughs> because ultimately, we can't give what we don't have. If we have compa- we don't. If we don't have compassion for ourselves, we can't. We can't be compassionate to, to, towards exactly. others, and we can't exactly. be compassionate towards animals and nature. So, and I truly believe that all of our shitty behaviors is because something is lacking there yeah. in yeah. in our self compassion. Yeah. So we can try and be a good person as much as we can, but we'll mess that up if we haven't yeah, sorted out this first. Absolutely. Oh, that was such an awesome answer. Yippee! Ah, oh, I'm oh, so that, glad. That just, just, that just again, <laughs> again shows that, that we are the brains in the family. <laughs> exactly. I know, I know, right? <laughs> and and then we're blessed with good looks as well. So. <laughs> yeah, and obviously we are so humble. We are so <laughs> humility. Yeah, that's why my next book is humility. humility. I'm writing about humility and how I achieved it. Kathleen, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so 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 much for your time. This was wonderful to see you. You are so welcome. Give a give a hug, a hug to hubby if he's not going to lose some other life while playing his game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it might take an hour or two before I can get to that. Well, whenever. Cool. Look after oh. yourself. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. is our proverbial next lady for a shave. (laughs) He is the Kundalini teacher of episode 83 of 25 November 2019. Steve is not only a yoga teacher but is also now qualified as a compassionate inquiry practitioner. I had two sessions with him so far and highly recommend this new and exciting modality. You can find Steve on his website which is www.recoveryzone.ch Here is Steve's story. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. (laughs) And it's true, I am well. (laughs) It is so good to hear that. And you you are looking very well. You're sitting in a beautiful sunny room with a with a t-shirt on. I'm sitting in my cold office with a long sleeve t-shirt and a jacket because my office is cold i had i had a duvet yesterday night on my ah. bed i had a duvet so okay cool. <laughs> so it is getting cooler in certain so, part of the house yeah so steve you you are how can i put this the word that comes up for me is you're an alien in you in new york <laughs> you, you you're a Swiss person spending lockdown in South Africa, but not because you were on holiday or something, or course in Africa, but because you live in South Africa. But how has the, the lockdown experience been for you? And compare that to your family in Switzerland. Did they have lockdown? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, but a far, far looser version, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, more gentle. Yeah. Um, they had full lockdown. The recommendation was to stay home. They reopened the economy on Monday. Okay. Last Monday. Um, and the situation today is 
you are recommended to wear the mask. It's not obligatory. Okay. And and it's highly recommended to to go out in nature by yourself and and just like you know yeah. take care of your health when you reconnect. <clears throat> cool. Out of the proper lockdown, and before it was also like quite gentle. Many many business were closed, like here. But the freedom of movement has been yeah. has been okay there. But when so, I think of Switzerland, the one thing that comes up for me is, to your is question. compliance. Is, is, is Switzerland is for me a compliant society. And I think as, yeah. as, as South Africans, we, uh, we're not exactly a compliant society. When we can push the boundaries, we push the boundaries. When we, <laughs> when, when we, we, we don't stop at orange, row, orange traffic lights, you know, we, <laughs> we hardly stop at yes, red ones. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Switzerland, Switzerland is definitely, uh, if you are not compliant, and I wasn't compliant as a, as a person, you, you're really an exalt. Uh, you don't you don't really fit to the template and you will get caught you know yeah. or you have to be fairly in the moment because as you say the the, the light turn orange you can go but then when the light turn red every second costs something yeah oh wow so the longer the red is there so the system is so well built that oh, wow. you will flash and see how far how long was it red before oh my word are you serious license away Good grief. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, oh. And that's how people get trained. That's how people yeah. get trained to be compliant. Yeah. So those rules are radical. You cannot yeah. park your car on a pavement for half of a day in a city. You get a fine. Yeah. On a Sunday, you're not allowed to, to do your recycling. Someone will come out and say, you're doing your recycling. You know, it's forbidden. Oh, it's like goodness. Sunday, 11 o'clock. I got yeah. caught like that. A so, friend of mine. That's how we train people. Yeah, a friend of mine lost his wallet in a neighborhood in Switzerland. I can't remember where it was. And when he discovered that, he re-walked the route, and the wallet was lying on somebody's post box. Somebody yeah. picked up the wallet and put it close to where you would be able to see it. And, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, you. Amazing. You forgot you 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 forgot your phone in the train on, on you leave the train. Someone will run after. To you, so eighty yeah. percent chance someone will run after you and yeah. say, "Hey, you fall." Yeah, yeah there is. You see, there is good and yeah, it's definitely not far worse there. So, what has your experience been of lockdown? Yeah, I I, I can't really compare with my family of origin. So you asked yeah. the question uh, because we are so different. Um, but my experience here, I've been very privileged to stay in a house where there is a garden ah, a beautiful quite garden, some yeah. space and a beautiful garden yeah. and it's a kind of a community vibe we are like at the moment we are four it's at, the, at the avalon ashram we're four yeah. so it's nice because you i'm not alone yeah but we don't really there is a lot of respect oh, yeah. social distancing and for me it has been a lot of introspection ah. a lot of slowing down creating space for new ideas to emerge and not rushing you know not 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 that that frantic go go yeah. go i've been i grew up in a go 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 type of mindset yeah and that was not good for my nervous system so I now i can see it i must for me it was very beneficial personally yeah spiritually you've, you've engaged in a lot of what can we call it um Internal exploration, 
Is that the right word? You went inside and you did a lot of work or you are doing a lot of work on, okay, so how can I grow? Where, where can I grow? If grow is yeah. the right word. Well, well, as soon as you put the camera within and stop blaming the world around you, then you have no other choice than growing. Yeah. Because you, you, you put the camera within, you only see yeah. other shit. And I was chatting to my mom today and I said, it's, it's just a path of being peaceful and serene. If I'm peaceful and serene within, mm. then the big drama outside has a completely another texture, another flavor. Mm. And I haven't forced anything here. I've had the chance and the time and created the space. I also don't have kids. So I'm, I'm very privileged. Yeah. I don't have small kids who run around and need to be entertained. Yeah. Going through a separation, so I even don't have like a partner who has expectations. So it's really, it was easy for me to, yeah. to do that. And it's funny because on one hand, I did the introspection. And in the other hand, I started opening up those Zoom platform and inviting people to, mm. to join. Creating, I call it my online village. Ah, I created a mini online village. Oh, cool. And we're checking in. Today at four, yeah. we're checking in and people from all over. Awesome. Hawaii, New Zealand, Switzerland. Oh, my word. Like-minded people. Yeah. And that's for me the good stuff of not feeling isolated. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So an interesting thought popped into my head while I'm talking to you is number one is – while in lockdown, I had two compassionate inquiry sessions with you. And we were talking be before I started recording how, how that has, what a positive contribution that has made to my life. So the modality of compassionate inquiry that you are studying definitely contributed to, to my life. So you can, you can rest assured that you've made a, a, a significant contribution to one person's lives. But you're also doing free yoga sessions for an hour each morning. And if I heard correctly, up to 12 people join some days? 12, 15, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> 12, 15 so, regular people. Yeah. So in that respect, you are giving a lot. And how does it feel to hear that when other people are going through, oh, oh fuck, 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 fuck life is bombing out you saying okay kind of i'm giving i'm contributing yeah how does that yeah. feel for you well first of all i believe in the concept of the cup need to be full and overflowing to be able to give otherwise we're going to pour from an fatigue. empty cup yeah and my cup i've worked three years to fill up my cup financially i have a sort of system works, so I'm not completely reliant on a month to month. I'm very, very grateful. I mean, I mean, it's it's not it's not magic. I've worked yeah. for that. Yeah, I've worked hard in in marketing and mm. put money aside and did kind of did the right decision as well to not overextend my investment. Blah 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 blah. But now, the yoga, for example, every morning, it's not a class; it's a co-creation. Ah. I do my practice anyway. So I do my practice with 12 to 15 like-minded people. I okay. just speak instead of doing within and share my, my music. 
So it's actually that nine to 10 o'clock, it's actually, it's not a class. Okay. And there is a, m- a moment where we can check in, we can check out, you know, a class, you would go to class. And, and that's for me a, a revelation yeah. that a, a yoga class can be a group effort. Uh, not a group effort, but like a team yeah. way of connecting. So that's wonderful. That nourished me a lot. Yeah. Uh, for example, and the CI, I am going toward like asking for donations. So uh, also the yoga people who can donate, they donate I awesome. give money to yeah. non-profit. Steve, can you quickly, because so, the, the last time you were on the podcast, you, you weren't involved in the Compassionate Inquiry yet. Can you just quickly tell the listeners, minute, two minutes, if that's possible, what is Compassionate Inquiry and, and, and what people can expect from, a, from Compassionate Inquiry? Because I, I never knew what Compassionate Inquiry was yeah. until I met you. Not, not, not until I met you, until mm. you started doing it and we started speaking about it. Mm. Yeah, Compassionate Inquiry. So it's basically something who was developed by Dr. Gabor Mate. Dr. Gabor Mate, for the people who don't know him, is an expert in addiction, but also childhood trauma and just process work. Um, And he developed a therapeutic approach, which actually the aim of that therapeutic approach is relatively quickly to go down to our core belief, the belief we make about ourselves. And through that, we can shift them. Yeah. But it's also very compassionate. It's mm-hmm. being curious, non-judgmental, learning to attune with our self, our higher self, our inner self, and, and trusting that we've got the answer within. Steve, tell me, do you think COVID-19 is going to change the world? And if so, how do you think it's going to change the world? Yeah. It's um, <laughs> a really massive question, right? Um, and, um, so it's really up to us. You know, we cannot expect anyone else than us to make that change happen. Mm-hmm. I would love to believe that we're going to get a bit wiser after COVID. I'd love to believe that we look at our life and see what do we really need, what is important for us, you know, what is really making us truly happy within. Yeah. And what have we been doing because we've been programmed, you know, uh, consumerism, financial wealth, you know, and we see that even the most richest people, they can die from COVID. No one is protected. The money no. is not going to help you. So I really hope that we look at the planet, we look at the economical system, and we think, what do we, what do we keep? And what do we give away? Where do we let go of? Or we change or challenge? No. That would be a dream. But I, be- I don't believe that it's going to be made from our politicians or the, the current economic system, the current medical system, the current way of thinking that we have is absolutely not conducive to reinvent ourselves. Because for me, the medical system thinks 
problem solution or symptom solution. Mm. <laughs> That's how they train. That's how the brain operates. So very, very few people look below the symptom and think what, what lifestyle we should engage in and start practicing in order to not get back to that fear of virus and fear of our immune system to be too weak to be able to cope. Okay. So it's, the society for me is sick. And the question is, I'll do my bit. I'll do my bit. I'll walk my walk and tell, the, tell my truth. I don't know how much hope I have. There is possibility for sure for a change. So, yeah, we will see. Yeah, it's really going to be a, a wait and see, but we, we seem to be all the same school where there's a great opportunity. Let's see if we're going to take it and going to work with it or not. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and certainly more and more people. I have the feeling that a third of the world, if not 50%, are awakening ah, to that. Cool. So, and then, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like recovery. You have those mm-hmm. phases. The first phase is like contemplation. <laughs> yeah. And then it's taking a decision. But yeah. at the decision, we haven't done it yet. And I think we are, uh, half of the world is in contemplation phase. And I hope we're going to move toward action. Yeah. Do your bit. Work Absolutely. from home. Yeah. There were great wise people talking about if we would reduce the carbon footprint before the flu season, then it would have an impact on the flu in the broader sense okay because the because the pollution in the air is very very good conductor to yeah um hmm. virus yeah. any kind of virus so uh, but we will will we be ready to give up i mean europe would be like um september october november or october november we don't take our car for two months yeah. because we know we can live without car we've, we've proven it yeah. <laughs> we have haven't we <laughs> so like give a break give 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 yeah. give, give, give holiday to mother earth give two yeah. months holiday to mother earth don't give yeah. only holiday to your kids at school and and your employee at work but give mother earth holiday two months per year yeah i would be changed the world oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah awesome steve i want to thank you so much for your time and energy yeah, um, it was lovely to catch up with you for a short little chat. That was just the intention to have a short chat. And um, yeah. I really, and really if, love this. Yeah, if anyone needs more information about me, they can go on recoveryzone.ch. I shall put a link to that. In the, then they can see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I recommend a, it. It definitely made a change to my life passionate inquiry uh, practitioner. Awesome. Cool. Steve, thank you very much. Eh? Have a wonderful rest of your day. It was a pleasure. Cool. See ya. Thanks, Freddy. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Our last healer and the person with the responsibility of closing our COVID-19 lockdown series is Francis. Episode 124's the tension releaser of 26 March 2020. I have actually known Francis or maybe know of Francis for quite a few years already 
but it was only last year due to the recovery festival that we got to know each other a lot better. I'm doing her TRE, which is Trauma and Tension Release Exercises classes, every few weeks and find it immensely valuable. If you want to reach Francis, go to Prospect Hill Recovery Practice, which is www.prospecthill.co.za. And here is Frances with her experience of lockdown during COVID-19. Good morning, Frances. How lovely to see your face on my computer screen again. How are you doing? Yeah, no, very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Just had a little bit of a workout with my three-year-old. So. You, you look so happy. <laughs> I think movement for me is is being really helpful in this time. You know, so whether it's dancing with my three-year-old or going for a run in the morning, now that we're allowed to, um, you know, that's something that, that just helps me. Um, yeah. In the moment when I'm not so happy, then I just remember to move, and that's yeah. <laughs> no, you really look as if you've had such such fun. So it's awesome to to see you like that. Your skin's glowing. There's a big smile on your face. So well done. So we are now in lockdown level four, and I think we are on day fifty five. Am I right? Today fifty six. Oh, I think I've lost track, but it does feel like it's. I think it's about eight nine weeks. You know, it's very fifty five day fifty five today. Thanks to News Twenty Four, I, 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 they they keep count on our behalf, even even to the minute. So, um, how how has this experience been for you? Um, interesting, you know, <laughs> definitely new um, in some ways, but also familiar from different times in my in my past. So it's it's it's, it's been very interesting to reflect you know, um, in the times that I've had to reflect because, you know, I've been with my kids, I've been doing online, online work, so there hasn't been too much time to reflect. But, yeah, it's it, confusing is another word. Yeah. How old are your children again, Francis? Uh, my daughter's three and my son's six. Okay. So the six-year-old will be in grade R, so he will have homework. Um, they don't really have homework yet in grade R, but the schools have been really good, you know, pretty much from, well, probably from the first month or so, they started sending um, quite a lot of ideas that you can do with your kids, you know. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's been very, very challenging, you know, for, for the teachers, you know, to immediately sort of swap through, you know, to online, especially, yeah. with, you know, for the, the six-year-olds and the, and the three-year-olds, you know, that yeah. young, young breakfast. Um, but... Fortunately, you know, before lockdown, my kids already knew what a phone was. You know, we'd already allowed them to, you know, access our phones, you know, once a day for 20 minutes. So, okay. you know, being able to adjust them, you know, they quite like it. Yeah. Um, but, so there hasn't been stress in terms okay. of that. And I think last time when we spoke, you said that at least you, you, you have quite a garden. So the children can be outside and they, unfortunately, we haven't had real Cape winter weather. So the children can be outside. Yeah. No, I mean, I was saying to my husband the other day, you know, the last, well, the whole lockdown has been incredible weather. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I can see the beach from, you know, <laughs> awesome, yeah. my word, we've missed, you know, like two months worth of amazing beaches. Yeah. Absolutely. And the minute they're going to say, okay, go out, then Cape Town weather's going to say, 
yeah. what? Stay in. <laughs> then the wind's going to come and the storms. Because we haven't had we haven't had Cape storms yet. I mean, no, I mean, it's yesterday was twenty nine degrees. Yeah. It's 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 hectic. So it's really really weird. And and you're and, and you're right. It's been such beautiful weather to be outside. And yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we do have a very nice garden. We've got a trampoline, and I've sat done a huge amount of trampolining. Awesome. So he's going to have these legs when he <laughs> these little muscular legs, sweet. <laughs> when it comes out of lockdown, and you've been working from home as well. You you're a, a counselor and a TRE practitioner. And I've done a few of your TRE sessions. And they work really well on Zoom. I, I really, really, I really enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right from the first week, you know, I, I had already been running my theory groups weekly or uh, uh, monthly rather. Yeah. And um, so I just thought, well, let me swap through to, to weekly. And um, I've been running them either for the healthcare providers or for the general public. And yeah. that's been absolutely amazing. You know, the support that I've got in people coming to the group, yeah, and they're reporting, you know, that, that it's helping them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and they're saying things like, isn't amazing, but they don't even have to get into their car. You know, they yeah. just walk into the room, they do a lovely tremor session, and then they can go and, you know, have supper or get to bed. Yes. So there's something very special about online work, whether it's therapy or theory, in that the person can really feel at home. I mean, yes. Uh, right now, I'm in my you know favorite armchair. I'm looking out the window at my favorite trees. You know, <laughs> it makes my body feel relaxed. Yeah, that can then engage with with you, for example. You know, in in a, in a relaxed, calm way. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that you you're giving me a a, a little bit of, of a different view on what I've been reflecting on with other people as well. Is because since lockdown. I've been more relaxed and I've been telling people that I'm starting to think maybe I suffer from a low level of social anxiety, but you're now giving me a different picture. It's just, maybe it's, it's not that I've got social anxiety, but there's always a, a sense of anxiety when you leave your home because you leave your safe space and you're going into the world, which definitely the way I believe is that the world is an unsafe space. Hence, a lot of my shit in my life comes from that belief system. <laughs> so, so when I get in my car, I feel unsafe. When I arrive someplace, there's a sense of anxiety, a low level, but it's there. And suddenly being in my home constantly, I'm just, I'm just really chilled. That's got a lot to do. Sometimes in the theory groups, I talk about the vagus nerve or the vagus system. So it's got a lot to do with that. When we are feeling, you know, not at ease, then that vagus nerve, you know, basically gets stressed and, you know, our whole body tightens up. So when we're at home, we're going to be at ease. Our vagus nervous system is going to be working, you know, as it should. So I think it's got a lot to do with that, you know. And probably also living in South Africa, you know, where the reality is that there is... there is crime. We live in a high-crime country. In Western Cape, we live in a high-crime province um it, it, it's just reality we, we it doesn't matter how we look at it got yeah. a new got a new cat <laughs> sorry for, for for the viewers I, I was scratching my head and, and, I, and I could see my own arm <laughs> it's, uh, it looks like a, a small lion <laughs> it does look like it it looks hectic <laughs> a friend of mine said you better go for a tetanus injection I thought oh 
God, I really don't feel like it. So I haven't. So I take a full responsibility for the fact that I am being irresponsible with my own health and I'll possibly have to pay the price for it at some stage. But as I always say to people, I'm an adult male and I can't take responsibility <laughs> whether I want to or not. So if I get sick, I'll have to own it. <laughs> Listen, son. So what I'm hearing from you is even though lockdown is interesting, different and confusing. Yeah. I don't get from you kind of this this existential angst crisis. You seem to have relaxed back into it. Am I correct? Well, I think there's been waves, you know. I mean, certainly this last week, um, I've been dealing with quite a few big decisions, tough decisions. And I think that's what I sort of referred to a little bit earlier and that it's reminded me of other um, tough times okay. in my life have felt yeah. trapped. Yeah. So um, most of the lockdown, I mean, maybe because we have, you know, a nice garden, um, I haven't gone into that sort of panic, you know. Okay. But now that yeah, I'm having to make a few, you know, quite difficult com- uh, decisions. So it's, it's, I felt my body go into that contraction, mm. you know. But fortunately, because I know things like theory and I use things like tapping and you know, exercise, I can mostly get myself out of that. But you know, it has it has been hard. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying you know this this week particularly has been a bit yeah. Hard. yeah. And having the children with you constantly, do you see that as a form of stress, as a form of joy, or waves of in between and? Totally still because I know your children are about the same age as our neighbor across the road, and they're struggling. They are really struggling with their children. Yeah. Yeah, shafting and things like that. Yes. Same. I really feel sorry for them because we don't have very big gardens, even though they have a trampoline and everything. But they've eventually, from last week, I just see that, that they flick the fuck it switch. They now allow the children to drive on, this, on the bicycles. Oh, we live in a security complex, so it's just very safe for them, especially now that there's hardly any cars coming in and out. So it's a perfect place for children to play. But they've just, and it seems as if all the neighbors just decided that we can't. We can't keep our children locked up anymore. So, so, and I'm happy to see it in, in a way. But he said to me, they, were they really struggling? So, so you haven't experienced that. Um, I, I absolutely love spending more time with them. The challenge has been uh, coming into my office and doing work and sort of trying to explain to them, look, I'm going to be in my office for one hour, for five yeah. hours, coming back out, and then I go back in. Yeah. So, you know, they're not used to that because okay. although I had to used to work from home, they used to be at school, for example, yeah. you know, or my, my other practice. So. Yeah. Those kind of things, you know. But fortunately, my husband's been around, you know, so then they've, they've you know, been with him. Awesome. So, you know, there, there definitely have been moments where I've got angry and where it is. You know, yeah. But not, not much. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the, the overwhelming emotion is gratitude for having this opportunity to, to spend with yeah. them. So, awesome. So, that sounds yeah, lovely. Yeah, and lots, lots of laughs, you know. And, and actually, especially with my three year old. She was already talking a lot, you know, but I've been able to actually see how in the last two months her vocab has just, like... Oh, my God. Oh, cool. And, you know, I've been able to observe a couple of changes with my my six-year-old, you know, and he's doing 500-piece puzzles, you know. Wow. Uh, um, That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, It's nice to be able to find the joy 
been in a time like this? It's really, really helped me because yeah. as you probably know, the type of work that we do, my clients are generally very stressed, uh, more stressed than usual, yeah. either sort of heading towards relapse, you know, or depression or, yeah. you know, suicide or suicidal thoughts. And so that, that is a bit tough, you know, to have sort of, you know, three, four, five sessions of those, you know, in, in the day yes. or in the week uh, and then to walk outside. Yeah. Um, but so the laughter and the joy has helped me to just, you know, instantly sort of switch into that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That helps a lot. I found that it's as if my clients and my sponsees were okay until not this past weekend, the weekend before that. And from from last week, Monday, the emotions turned. It's, it's as if people, I could manage to stay positive until now. I can't anymore. Wasn't and, it around the, the cigarette decision when that was uh, changed? Reversed. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I actually haven't, haven't made that connection. But, yeah. but it, I, I definitely felt that I could feel that, that, okay, this energy is now dragging me down. I need to, I need to work harder for me to, to stay on a higher vibration. So the last question for you, what do you believe the world's going to look like when, when we come out of this? If you don't have a specific belief, then, then entertain us with your fantasy of what you would like the world to be like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's, that's what I meant by being confused because... I think I've been back and forward in terms of what is the world going to be like? You know, is it going to be more um, connected? You know, because it's been lovely, for example, to watch the community action networks coming together and keeping people helping and more sustainable um, gardens coming together. So I'd really like to to, to believe that all that continues. Um, And I suppose that also is, you know, I do community work, so I'm, you know, kind of involving yeah. that too. Um, yeah, politically, I would love to think that we've got a strong leader and that the leader knows what he's doing and that will carry the country through this. I don't know whether that's reality or fantasy. Yeah. Um, and... But I suppose it, what I'd really like to come from this, which is happening in lockdown, is yeah, strengthening of connections. So, you know, even though it's been online, you know, more conversations with friends, with family, uh, more meaningful conversations, I think, even with clients. Yeah. Um, so that would be lovely, you know, if, if that continued. And luckily for me, you know, I was close anyway to my family, so it's not like that was a void before. Yeah, yeah but... I do hope that I will be able to travel afterwards. <laughs> you know, it still will be nice. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, just yeah, do some of that. But yeah, I think it's a very difficult um, you know question because yeah. literally, you know, I can be thinking one thing on on Monday, and then the Tuesday, you know, my mm. thoughts are very different. Yeah. The <laughs> way, you know, so yeah. yeah. What helped me actually yesterday, which is sort of related to that, is I was doing some PRE and um, then I did a little bit of kind of meditation. And from that, I came to the thoughts of I'm not trapped and I have choices. So although the pandemic, you know, and the political decisions and all that are out of my um, control, I do still have choices as to 
how I managed my day, how I managed yeah. my emotions, and that. And that was quite helpful because it it was like taking a step back, but also taking a step into yes. control. Absolutely. You know? It's about the serenity process, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I repeat that quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But Francis, I want to thank you so much for your time and your beautiful energy as always. It was awesome seeing you again. And yeah, I'll let I you know when, when we go that. live. I, but thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your entertaining my hobby. Because <laughs> what, what I tend to forget is that this is my hobby. So when I ask somebody to, to take part, I'm just kind of, it's like me saying, come play with me. <laughs> So thank you for playing with me this morning. I really appreciate it. Thanks for including me, Freddie. Yeah, I always enjoy talking to you. you know, so. <laughs> look, look after yourself. Thank you so much. And enjoy those dance play class with your daughter. You look fabulous afterwards. Okay. <laughs> See you. Ciao. I am so blessed and grateful to know such an incredible group of people and to even be able to call them friends. I loved talking to each and every one of these healers and thank them from the bottom of my heart for their time and high vibrational energy. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.